Michiana's first, best, and only show dedicated to craft beer and drinking music. Cool brews, hot tunes. This is music to my beers. Music to my beers on Real Rock 103.9, The Bear. Uh, good morning and welcome to Music to My Beers. Another fun Sunday for you. I am Zach Miller alongside Warren Cluck. Good morning and welcome. Yeah, we got... It's our final show of the month. January feels like the longest slog of winter and we're already through it. Seriously, what? Oh, how how long is this month? Is it like ten weeks? It, it, <laughs> it feels that way. I think there were only like three days this week. I was not out blowing snow, so I'm I'm pretty pumped that we made it to uh, the end of the week. Well, you know, when you blow snow, that that's when you you deserve a beer. You can always crack open a beer anytime you're doing like a man's work outside, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll have to tell my wife that. But, but, hey, Zach said I can drink after I do anything outdoors, so this is why I'm out blowing snow seven days a week. Do it. Just don't tell her. <laughs> I said that. But we're, uh, we're very excited. We got a big show on tap. Uh, I'm pumped. One because it's another it's another month of ice cold winter drinking, and two, we have some fun stuff today for Split One, and we have a whole lot of stuff coming up with news and notes. There's just a lot of stuff going on with craft beer right now, and it's not too early to start thinking about spring stuff that's coming up on our calendar. Oh yeah, I know the concerts and shows for the spring and fall and summer are starting to book right now, and beer festivals are starting to heat up again. So um, that's usually that kind of stuff's the only thing that gets me through winter is thinking about the months ahead, like. You know what, man? It's not going to be January soon. We have so much to look forward to. Yes. Our last Sunday of January, we're excited to be back at full strength. Obviously, we had uh, Dave Michael from Roof 152 in last week. That was a lot of fun. This week, just Zach and I, we're kind of uh, not a retrospective on the month of January, but we had a lot of fun this this month and, and got to drink a lot of beer. Was there anything you drank this, this month that was uh, a cut above? Dude, uh, I feel like... Hop Slam is always my go-to in January, but the the dark horse from this month was definitely the double dry hopped Daisy Cutter. Have you have you picked one of those up? I haven't. I only found a can of it at, at Citywide, and I I was blown away. I'm already a fan of the original Daisy Cutter, and I think that that's one of Chicago's best beers. But um, but the the double dry hopped is just insanely well put together. I'll put it that way. Is it still but, a relatively lower ABV that you can kind of get down a little sessionable on? Yeah, I want to say it's clocks da- in about 6%. Yeah, because Daisy Cutter is just under 6 or somewhere around that ballpark, mm-hmm. so it feels like you can get after a few of those. Yeah, it definitely was not a double Daisy Cutter. It was just the double dry hop. It just added so much more uh, flavor, and it was hopped with Galaxy, too, which is a, another really great hop. Nice. I don't yeah. know. Half Acre was always fun when we went to Chicago. You'd go visit the uh, the brew pub there, the tap room, but... I've now never that it, been. Now, now that it's available here, it's awesome. Yeah. What about you? What was the cut above for you this month? Um, I feel like a bad uh, craft beer guy because I've it's you know one day left in January and I've yet to pick up uh, Hop Slam. Oh man! I know, I know. I, I keep walking into the beer store and, I've, and I'm doing this thing now for the last few months that uh, I'll I'll treat myself to one good four pack or six pack a week. Oh, that's a good idea. But the rest of it, I'll just drink a whatever you know, the Wicked Hazy or Foggy Geezer and. I just haven't gotten around to it. I found some fun stuff earlier in this week, and I've, I have had some friends. I still have some beer that you gave me from your trip down south that I haven't gotten through yet. That I'm, I think I need to get through what I have before I bring more home. Oh, I see. What you, yeah, I know. I fall into an way. collector vibe. <laughs> with any hobby that I have, I, I, I fall into the collector vibe where I'm like, I'm going to just keep getting and getting and getting and getting, and then, then I'll wind up like, you know, like my friend Old Man Ernie, we always laugh all the time, has the biggest beer seller I've ever seen in my entire life, but... You could seal off his house and he could get drunk every day for four years and he'd still oh my goodness. probably be holding. But I I, uh, I worry about stuff going bad. I've had, and I talked about it a couple of weeks ago, I've had a couple of experiences recently where I've let things go too long. Mm-hmm. So I finally decided to you know put my head down, watch my spending, and just enjoy what I've acquired, which is still 
I think I've got about a hundred bottles now. Oh, nice. So, um, yeah, I've I've gotten it down to that, but I'm only getting through like one or two, maybe three cellar beers a week. Like it's oh, it's you're a doing process. well. That that's still quite a bit. That's that's more than than I'm doing. I think I have my cellar down to about twenty five good beers. Um, but so I'm like I'm shelving those away because I'm like yeah, Christmas is something that I'm thinking about or like something special over the summer. So, um, but I know with you, you you're finding special occasions probably here and there. Uh, I was I was sitting in drywall earlier in the week and decided to have a, a KBS Mac Island fudge because I get every time I take a break, I can go look at the beer cellar. And yeah. Think about, do I really want to finish this or do I want to hire somebody to do it for me? And I, so I poured it into a glass and I wasn't even thinking, took a few sips and I went back and sanded drywall. And by the time I came back, like it looked like it had a head on it, but it was just like a mist of drywall dust. And I thought, oh. I was like, man, I need to, I need to focus and get my head together. And because I, I've ruined a couple of beers doing that down there where I sand it, <laughs> I'm like, just drink a drywall chalk off the top layer of it. But, but it was good. But I also thought if I had held on to it for another year or two, I was probably going to miss the window of when that beer's at its best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Well, you're doing something that's like the opposite of me. So you're picking up four packs that are at at the store and, and getting something really good for me. I pick up like the 30 packs or like a 15 pack and then I'm like, I've got way too much beer. I picked up Pseudo Sue uh, at a 12 pack and I'm like, but I already had the 30 pack of Narragansett. Like I need to start going through this beer a lot quicker than, than I am. I probably should drink drink more in January than go dry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You you know what you have to do? You have to make up for all that lost time in the month of November. I know. I still got to catch up. That's <laughs> behind schedule. You know, it's it sucks because winter in Michiana, you know, the roads are awful. You, you try to go out as little as possible. There isn't a lot of those weird, like, I'll just go out of the way cruise days, but you found yourself at uh, Westwind earlier this week. Well, yeah, because my, my uh, car was needing worked on, so I had some fuel leaking from it, and I took it over to my, my buddies over at Monteith, and they're, like, less than half a mile away, so I'm like... Oh, you know what? I'll I'll just go down to Westwind and you pick walked? up some beer. No, no, oh, no, no. I was no, no. Say, wow. I picked up I picked up the car on Saturday and I'm like, ah, they're they're just right down the road because I I was kind of mapping out my way home and thinking like, okay, maybe I'll go up like to Bear Hands or maybe I'll go over to Evil Check and try to figure out you know where I want some beer. And I'm like, Westwind is just right down the street. So yeah, I did pop in and, and saw Aaron there and I was like, dude, hey, what do you guys got on tap? Like, what's something that I haven't had before? And he had a couple of different options. He's like, I'll make you a four pack. And uh, and so he he hooked me up with some of his best. I was like, at least include Primus in there as well because I got to have Primus whenever they have it on tap. In the summertime, it's easy because if I you know, if I've got the motorcycle and I'm just out for a cruise, I'll go anywhere. It doesn't doesn't matter. I'll drive up to Bridgman and hit Transient, bring stuff home. But in the wintertime, I try to pick up my craft beer like in proximity. If I'm going to be somewhere or I've oh, got to yeah. be somewhere, swing through and pick stuff up. But I'm starting to find out that like. I I don't really find myself in that end of Elkhart, or I don't find myself down in Goshen. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, it, getting up to Niles maybe once a month, if if that. I I just it's getting hard during these winter months to justify like eh, I'll go out and just take a cruise willy nilly. So I find myself drinking a lot of Crooked U because it's only a mile from my house, and I'm and I pass it three times a day. Yeah, which is is a really good place to stop in too, and for it being so close in proximity, like then you don't have to. You, go everywhere in the snow like what we had this past week yeah and then you you know because of that compounds because my great fear in the winter months driving around is that i'm going to get into a car accident 
but it's going to be doing something I didn't need to do. <laughs> yeah. like if, if I need to go to work, I'll go to work. It'll be fine. But if I'm sitting at home on a random Thursday, and I'm like, you know, I should go up to Niles, pick up some beer. My fear is always that I'm going to get into a, like, a fender bender doing something that I didn't need to do. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't be mad if I accidentally banged up the van doing something I had to do. But if, it, if it's one of those like, I might swing down to Goshen or maybe I'll head out to Middlebury or wherever. Road trip. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> where I worry. Whereas the summer months, you know, so I've definitely found myself... And the same thing goes with bottle shops. You know, I'll head up to Crocker's or just you'll get around the horn. You go out to Chalet on 17 mm-hmm. more when it's when it's nice out. But, man, I, I'm finding the less I drive, the the fewer opportunities I have to swing by some of these places because I like to get. Yeah. I like to go out Thursday and like Wednesday and Thursday when I'm when I am out and about and stopping by getting something and hanging out to it for a day or two. So I've got something to look forward to for the weekend. Like, yeah, go home, pop that crowler, check out this beer. Oh, man. But, uh, dude, you, I get into a slump in the winter months where I just I don't I'm not out. I'm not out the places. You know, it's for me, it's the Belmont on the corner of Ireland and Ironwood and and crooked you yeah that's well, that's pretty much it and also south side of town you've got the martins with the green bush and i know that they've been brewing in there too because i saw somebody post some pictures of them brewing at that location that's like they're they're just going to have that beer available there it's not going to be up at the green bush up in sawyer yeah and if i remember when they when they built the annex uh on martins for, the, for green bush that was the plan they've got the little mini brewing set up in there but the plan for them was always to have either some on-site done stuff or on-site brewed exclusive stuff so that's a, yeah that's a great place if you've never been that also within walking distance of my house but i'm always yeah. like <laughs> long walk i'd rather just grab something to go and go home yeah but i like the the fact that you're you're supporting like the local stuff too like the ones that are close by i like to think it's out of the goodness of my heart and yeah I'm supporting but i'm also like i'm very lazy i don't like to drive anywhere so it's also like whatever's close buddy well, no, here I'm thinking it's like for every every town I feel like in our listening area has a brewery. Mishawaka, you've got Evil Check. Granger, you've got Bare Hands. South Bend, you've got Crooked U. Uh, Middlebury, you've got Middlebury, you got Wedgwood. Elkhart, you've got you've got plenty of options. I mean, you've got Westwind, you've got Yakida, and you've got Brass Elk. Goshen's got Goshen Brewing. Leesburg has Hoplore, and now Warsaw has Hoplore also. Yeah, and Napanee has Rue. So there's like a bunch of different communities and, and opportunities to go get, you know, beer that's close to your home too. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also still nice if, if you find yourself in a neighborhood, you think, oh man, I'm on this end of Elkhart. I'll swing by and pick up some Westwood or I'll pick up some Yakida. But yeah, it's, just, it's funny how like I thought to myself, because we were talking before the show about the beers we had and things we were going to talk about. I thought, I can't remember. It's been like since pre-Thanksgiving before I got out anywhere that wasn't the South Side, or like, <laughs> you know, right here at uh, 237 West Edison in Mishawaka. Right. <laughs> so I, I, for one, am hoping for some warmer weather coming up this week and then in the subsequent weeks as we get ready. Fingers for, crossed. Yes, yeah, you and I get ready to turn the calendar on another year of music to my beers when St. Patty's Day rolls around. So well, we got to celebrate. And now a thinly veiled reason to talk about more alcohol. Let's take our beers to the movie with music to my beers. Movie and Zachary is picking out the movie again this week. No time to die. Uh, it's uh, Daniel Craig's last Bond film as James Bond, and it was delayed in theaters. I want to say like almost a complete calendar year, and then some. It may have been more than that because we had COVID hit, and then they just kept pushing it off and off and off and off. Yeah, and the studio was adamant that Bond movies would never be released directly to streaming. They were always going to premiere in uh, in theaters first, so they had to wait through the entire pandemic. Until theaters started opening up, and then things started closing down again, they pushed it back again and again, and it finally came out. Well, and and I I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but I think that because of this pandemic and all the stuff that surrounded it, you know, with the the disease in and of itself, 
I think there was a reason that they didn't release it because of that, too. I don't want to spoil it for you, but that's what I'm saying. Okay. All right. So you go All first. You've okay. seen the movie? It's Yes. It's, in my opinion, I thought Skyfall was Daniel Craig's absolute best. This one was like Skyfall times 10 because it was just that good. I thought I thought this one was his best. This was such a high note to go out on. I think even after Spectre, he was like, you know what? If I'm going to go out, I better go out on something big. And this one was probably my favorite Bond movie. And that says a lot because I'm a fan of the Pierce Brosnan days, Roger Moore and Sean Connery. And this one, I think, I think he outdid... The performance and the writing too, and um, who else was in that? The, the bad guy was. Um, who did the song? Because if I remember right, Adele did Skyfall, and Billie yeah. Eilish did this one. Billie did Eilish did this one. Was yeah. That right? Oh, so good. The song's good. The uh, bad guy is played by the Freddie Mercury. Who's I'm blanking oh, on the guy's uh, name. Uh, Rami Malek. Yes, he played Mr. such. Robot. Yeah, he played such a good bad guy in this, and the. The story in and of itself, I felt like it just flew by. I went by myself in theaters and just saw it like on a random Sunday that I didn't have the kids. My wife was out of town and I'm like, I'm going to go do Bond and for dinner, we're going to eat a bucket of popcorn and I'm going to have a beer. So that's what I did. And it was so good. So, okay, for for the beer, one beer, I'm going to pair Red's Rye from Founders. I really like it during this time of the year because it's it's a little bit on the maltier side. It kind of has that spice kick. Um, but it, also the hops kind of uh, blend in and, and it creates a nice little backbone. I didn't see the movie. And I'm, the last James Bond movie I saw was his was Daniel Craig's very first uh, go around as oh James Casino Bond. Royale yeah and it was fun. But I watched the I watched the last two Pierce Brosnan installments and for whatever reason James Bond has just never been my thing. <laughs> I always thought with some of those movies like you could just it's got to be an easy thing to write because you're like I don't know give him a Bond gadget yeah. Couple gadgets, but one of my favorite childhood cartoons is Inspector Gadget, who wouldn't have been a thing if it weren't for James Bond. Oh yeah. So um, I doubt I'll ever see the rest of the James Bond movies. I just I don't know. I, I don't care to. I don't know. Yeah, there's just there are certain genres that don't that don't do it for me. But if I had to sit down and watch this one, um, mm, I'm gonna give it a four pack of Oscar Blues Old Chub Scotch Ale. Ooh. Uh, it was the very first Scotch Ale I ever tried. Mm-hmm. And I remember when the show first started, that was uh, it was nine. I think it was nine percent, eight nine percent. It was still yeah. a relatively lethal beer <laughs> at the time. But it's also why I appreciate things like uh, like uh, like other like the Glasgow Butcher from from Crooked U and other Scotch ales I've had because that kind of that was a great entry level one because it was easy to get, reasonably priced, and it was kind of a nice baseline definition of what a Scotch ale is. And one of the first craft beers to come in a can. That's right. That's right. They were the first, uh, one of the early adopters of the can that now uh, everybody uses. So I'm going to give it one four pack. And, you know, if it's on cable one day, or maybe there's, maybe I'll get some time in retirement. I'm like, I'm going to take down all the James Bond movies and do a podcast about it. You should totally rent it with your wife. It, and that's the thing about it, too. It's a good date night movie. Dude, I've got so, so many movies I've got to get through with my wife. I thought <laughs> she hasn't seen any of the Star Wars movies. Mine like either. Caddyshack, Super Troopers. Basically, the movies that make up my persona and existence and every every pop culture reference i have she's never seen and isn't it funny that like they don't want to see it like your wife we, like scarface yeah <laughs> nothing casino no they always make you want to watch they make you watch what they want to watch but then when you try to turn the tables on them they they don't want to necessarily watch right uh we just she i just peel through documentaries like oh, it, okay it can be, 
It could be a documentary about, you know, Battelle Park for four hours, and I'd sit there and watch every hour of it because I just like documentaries. You watch the Beanie Baby documentary? Haven't yet. Oh, watch it. Haven't yet. My last week's been wrapped up with Ozark, so I got through that. I'm done okay. and caught up. I'm caught up on Righteous Gemstone, so I think now I'm, I'm free to move forward. But Watch uh, the Beanie Baby one. So good. All right. All right. <laughs> we got a one-four pack of Old Chubb, and there's this week's B-movie. For music to my beers and finding us online, I mean, we're like... Pretty much everybody. You can like and follow us on Facebook just by searching for Music to My Beers. You can follow us on Twitter. Warren does a really good job of handling that. That's at MTM Beers. I do an okay job. I, I think you do a phenomenal job. You're always con- constantly sharing like the news that's coming out, You know whether it's from like, some start, of our favorites. I want to start slowly rolling out the Music to My Beers Twitter. It's like a real hot take craft beer Twitter account. Like <laughs> hard stances, like you know smack talk on beers. And, and I, I see there are other beer bloggers that I'm a fan of, like... Uh, like don't drink beers and yeah i like the barley wine is life guys and i just think i need to be more like that but at the same time like i that's that's a lot of devotion so goose for, island is overly yeah, hyped yeah for me it's just trying to find you know what's what's coming up and make everybody aware of, of uh, what everyone's drinking i think it's cool and then we've also got uh instagram so we've got the beer shirt thursday you can follow along with that see all of our different beer swag which I mean, you've got a plethora from all your travels uh, uh, over the summer, and then also, you know, just recently going up up north for the holidays. Yeah, th- I think this spring and summer is going to be the great the great culling of the herd as far as some of my beer shirts and hoodies go because it's a lot, man. Is it? Yeah, and sometimes I laugh out my drawer for the beer for beer shirt Thursday before work. I just laugh I'm like, dude, I'm a 41 year old man. What am I doing with? You know, seventy-one beer shirts and sweatshirts, <laughs> and like you know, ten beer hoodies are great, but ten beer hoodies take up a lot of real estate. That's true. I'd say save the hoodies. I'd say keep the keep some of the shirts, but turn them into like a quilt, so then you could just have like a beer blanket for the winter time, stay nice and warm. Yeah, that won't be problematic for my friends and family at all. They're like, oh, look at this! You drank so much, you got a beer quilt. <laughs> Um, so we're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We got a Facebook group that you can join and be a part of that. It's super exclusive. We got a couple of questions that we ask you to answer if you want to come on in, but it's not necessarily required or anything. I'll let you in. I'll pretty much approve anybody. Yeah, and, and it's also a great way to stick. Uh, I know a lot of people post up what they find in bottle shops around town. So if it's brand yeah. new shelves, whether Thursday is your your neck of the woods day or Friday, whatever your shelves are stocked, people will always tip you off what's going to be out. Zach also podcasts the show. If you like the show, hate the music, or you just only have a half an hour to take down the entire thing, you can get that podcasted every Monday just after lunchtime and follow along with our personal, I like calling it a personal alcohol journey, a personal craft beer journey. Yeah. 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 Follow yeah. along with our hobby. It's yes. cool. If it's a hobby. Yeah. <laughs> and if it's a, if it's a journey, your wife is cool with it. You're like I'm on a journey here. It's yeah. It's eight beers on a Sunday adventure. afternoon. I'm on a journey, man. <laughs> uh, you can follow Zach on the uh, the drinking app Untapped at Dad Beers. I am at Man Bear Cluck. Be our internet pal. And that means it's time to split one. Okay. It sure is. You brought a split one today. Every week on the show, we like to take a, a moment and spotlight one beer in particular and uh, give it a deep dive, as it were. This one comes to us courtesy of old man Ernie, who did the driving down to Leesburg uh, back in December for the uh, re- latest release of imperial amish crack from our friends at hoplore down in leesburg i really i gotta look this one up because i don't remember the abv i've had this one before um yeah they used to release it in teeny tiny cans i think they're what four ounce cans six ounce cans when they first did their uh first initial initial runs but for the uninitiated hoplore makes uh, an amazing stout and they do it with uh rise and roll donuts oh yeah the, and you got the gold wax label i found it on untapped it's uh 11.7 percent 
I love the fact that they throw in rise and roll donuts because I think rise and roll donuts are the best donut in this area. I, you're hard pressed to find a better donut than rise and roll. And I keep trying to convince my kids. They always want to go to stupid like don't donut places that are just like kind of like dry donuts. I like Amish crack is a, a good um, or uh, the yeah the Amish crack donut is just a, a really good. That's the first time I ever remember Juicy getting getting an know. uncomfortable sugar rush from a donut. Where uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, my, when I was first in the area, somebody brought them in when uh, when Rise and Rolls just in Middlebury brought them in, and we ate them and thought these are great. And then about ten minutes later, I was having withdrawals, thinking, "Why does my head hurt?" But uh, I love them. I think this is the first or second round of Amish crack was the last time I had it. it but smells- the first thing I noticed is, man, the smell is absolutely one hundred percent clearly defined. That donut. That's cinnamon through through the nose. Um, and I get, I get a little cinnamon, a little chocolate, and I wonder if it's because it's a stout, a little coffee in there as well. It just, it smells so good. I don't get a whole lot of the bourbon. I know that this one being, uh, the gold label is the Imperial. Do they, they shelve it? It says on the bottle, oh. this big and balanced imperial stout was created with what is locally referred to as crack donuts, mm. a yeast donut covered in caramel and cinnamon. And oh. uh, man, do you get every every ounce of that donut in the nose. And that caramel too. Okay, maybe it's not the chocolate I'm smelling. Maybe it's the caramel. And every last bit of that carries over to the taste. Such a good beer. Wow. That cinnamon really pushes through on the finish mm-hmm. too. It kind of gives you that a little bit of like a heat, but like a nice, nice hint of touches like cinnamon and sugar. Yeah. And mm. I do like the body too, because uh, it's nice and full, but it's a little thinner than like some of your, your more traditional Imperial stouts and, and some of the bourbon barrel aid stuff where it's real thick and clingy and finally it, it almost feels like it clings to your throat. Yeah. This gives you a nice full taste, a full swallow. And then it it passes if it, it feels like it swallows clean and you get all of that aftertaste of that uh, that tiny bit of caramel that cinnamon and that great that great stout flavor but yeah this is this is incredibly done 11.7% you say yeah and nicely carbonated as well it's got like the legs on the the side of the rim but it it uh it's not overly carbonated you know you're not like feeling like ooh i don't i can't drink that too quickly cuz this i mean this is really good this is nice and smooth yeah, and, mm. if, and if you want to uh, stay in touch to the next time, because they don't release it all the time, and it's always a big deal when it's released, uh, follow Hoplore on Instagram. Just uh, It's Hoplore Brew, yeah. and you can find out when they're releasing it. But, uh, man, definitely worth it's worth the trip down to Leesburg to check out. They have great food. The beer's fantastic. But this is also fun because it's such a regionable, uh, regionable, a regional taste. Yeah, yeah. You, you have to know about Amish crack in order to know what this this beer should taste like. So somebody on the West Coast that's never had rice and roll before would not necessarily know. Oh, okay, that's the donut from the Midwest. Yeah, this is like a really good Marvel movie in that it's it could stand alone for people who have never known anything of the backstory. You're right. But also, if you know the backstory, you're from the area, you get that extra level of enjoyment where you think, wow, I've had these donuts as a kid, or I've had these donuts for 15, 20 years now. And uh, I think it's excellently executed, and uh, we're lucky to have it. So to uh, Stefan and everybody at Hoplore, congratulations on a job well done. But this is... I'm really bummed now. I'm bummed. I'm bummed that I didn't get like a couple bottles of this when they released it. Now I'm going to have to... I'm definitely going to make sure that I'm there at the next release. Hey, back to that driving thing. It was a huge thing for us to drive now, and now we have to. Otherwise, you'd miss out. But uh, this was 
This was fantastic. Mm. I can't wait for the next batch. So it's time to do our employee picks. Every week, I pick three. Zach picks three. We do our Mixer Sixer employees picks. They could be beers we've had, we enjoyed, we had, we hated, or we haven't had yet. We're desperately trying to get our uh, our hands on. Slide up into our DMs for trades. Yeah. Oh, man. I'd, I'd trade anything for this Amish crack right about now. Uh, the first one, and you know what? Hoplore got me thinking, too, and it's been a long time since I've had one of these, but I've got to seek out because it was one of my favorite beers that Hoplore has done is their Milford Ditch Triple IPA. Ooh. And I've seen people checking into it on Untapped in the last week or so, so I know it's out there. So I really have got to get off my duff, make some phone calls, find out where it is. And then brave the cold and go find it. <laughs> Got to do it. Take the back roads. <laughs> yeah, and it's and um, I really enjoy it. It's it's really big. It's powerful, and it's also you know it's a nice hot IPA. So you said yeah. anything that says the triple on immediately gets my attention. <laughs> um, the next one I'm going to throw in is one that I haven't been able to get my hands on yet, but I'm trying to in the next couple of weeks. Uh, War Pigs Brewing has released Waking the Witch, their Black Imperial IPA. Ooh. Yeah, it, it comes in at an eight point three, and I really like black IPAs because you get you get a little bit of the hops, but that black roasty malty, that real dark kind of just almost like a coffee esque roast that comes over the top. I really really enjoy, and it's available in four packs and sixteen ounce cans. So I'm gonna try to get my hands on it. I like the fact that so War Pigs is a combination of McKellar and Three Floyds. So they they're non apologetic about the like hop profile that they put in there. They like they can overly hop stuff, right? Yeah, and I think some of the beer nerd uh, Facebook groups that I'm on, I've read that I know you know a lot of these big breweries bells, everything's getting snatched up, and a lot of speculation about what's going to happen to Three Floyds down the road because mm-hmm. they've got the distillery, but they've closed the brew pub permanently. Dark Lord Day doesn't ever seem to be making a comeback in its mm-hmm. in its original form. Some people had thought that this is a way for Nick Floyd to continue to brew, but also like to sell off Three Floyds, but still have a, a skin in the game. Oh uh, yeah, with war pigs. I don't know. I don't, I don't know enough people to, to. And he can travel abroad too. Yeah, you know, speculator <laughs> make that call. But everything I've had from from war pigs, I like, and I also like that they don't release nine thousand beers a year. It's just their core handful: the salmon pants, the foggy geezer, the lazarite, the chaos monger. Mm-hmm. They've got their uh, their coffee porter that they do, and now they've got this black IPA that's floating about. And the other one, and I, I, I'm a little upset because it took me. I bought it, and it was about a week and a half before I could finally settle down and get my hands on it, but Ferrari Backpack from Topoli Goliath. Oh, I've never had that one. Yeah, it's a, it's a double IPA, and it's, it's, it's hella strong, but it was, uh, I bought it. I found it randomly on a shelf at, uh, at Belmont on, on Miami, and I picked it up, and I just, dude, couldn't get around to it, couldn't get around to it, but it's got like five different kinds of hops in it. Ooh, that's yeah, delicious. It's, it's, it's vibrant. It's got a great body to it, and it just it goes down so smooth and it clocks in at the eights somewhere oh yes. perfect. Yes. so what <laughs> so tease you up in a four packs about all you need it's about 19 bucks depending on where you find it 18 19 bucks but it was great another home run from toppling goliath those guys have yet to release a beer to the area for distribution that i've been a huge fan of no Out and of for Dakota, the longest iowa i know well and the, for the longest time we couldn't get them and then all of a sudden they started coming our way just like surly like surly and toppling goliath i put them kind of in the same boat because they had two of like the best with um, pseudo Sue and then um, Todd the Axeman and stuff like that and why am I blanking on the Surly the the real big Surly one I'm gonna, I'm just going to blank on it right now that's fine yeah but uh, speaking of if you were ever thinking man Zach and Warren come to work with tons of notes then you would be incorrect we don't come with any notes we're on the that, fly you know what just let the passion hit the microphone let the passion flow and i'll i'll describe some of that passion right now the passion for the beer that i had last week when i walked 
across eight lanes of traffic to get over to the citywide over on the corner here of our street because I didn't have a vehicle. My wife was picking me up from work. So I walked over there and I went through the aisles and I found, this is my first one that I'm going to add, by the way, a toppling Goliath pseudo Sue in a 12 pack. I did see that they're starting to offer that locally now, which is fun. Dude, I haven't had pseudo Sue for the longest time. And I remember pseudo Sue was popular right around like the zombie dust area era of popularity. It was a big deal here because we couldn't get it. So anytime somebody brought it over from uh, from Illinois, it was mm-hmm. like, oh, here we go. You got a pseudo Sue and yeah. the can. I mean, it comes in 12 ounces. I got 12 of them and it was absolutely delicious. So find pseudo Sue in the 12 pack. And uh, I'm going to add that into the split one. The other one I'm going to... It's also nice to get a 12-pack because then you f- you're more likely to share. Mm-hmm. Because if somebody wants one of your pseudo-sue and you bought a four-pack, then that's like 25% of your beer. But if you have 12, you can give away one or two of them. Yeah, but I, I don't do that right now. No, it's wintertime. We're not getting together with anybody. No. <laughs> I barely let my wife know what I've got down in the basement. And I'm like, hey, this <laughs> pseudo-sue is for me. Um, so the next one that I'm going to add in is Bear Hands and Bird Dog. Because it's been a while since I've had... It's a fruited... I, milkshake IPA. Um, the one that I grabbed was the peach and strawberry. Deceptively strong. Oh, 9% strong. It's good. Like that That one I had I with pizza. Their hands under, like their like low-key slogan. Like like really, really strong. Like yeah. Really, really, really strong. <laughs> Stronger than what the label says. Yeah, no. <laughs> no. No, I love it because, I mean, if I'm going to spend good money for, for a locally made craft beer, I want it to knock my socks off. Yeah, and they do. They put out such a good like the flavor of the peach and the strawberry just comes together in that one and it's such a uh, a great combination too you think of like strawberry banana smoothies and stuff a strawberry peach it it's even good because it's nine percent it's even good in the winter time I'll, I'll drink it all day well maybe not all day because then and, I I pref- and i prefer smoothie style ipas over the slushy style that would be that had their hot minute from 450 north oh yeah i i, I totally not into those at all either (laughs) remember when we were all into those for like a summer yeah classic two years ago we want a smooge (laughs) (laughs) um and last but not least i'm gonna throw in west wind and i we mentioned it earlier in the show how i have made a pit stop out there i had never had the amber ale it's called persephone ale from Westwind, and it's uh, amber style. Nice biscuity flavor, and what I really like about theirs is that it's kind of, it's darker. It's lighter than a brown, but still dark enough that it, like, hits you at a really good spot during the winter time, and it's got a nice hop bite, too. I can't remember what Aaron told me as far as what hops go into it, but I want to say Amarillo hops, but it's just a really nice blend, and it kind of reminds me of a deeper, darker fat tire. Um, and it clocked in at 6% and it was perfect for the Saturday as I was folding laundry, um, and enjoying that. So there's my pick six. Tune in next week when we count down the top 10 beers to fold laundry to, uh, fresh out of the dryer or do you wait until it cools off? Way too cold. Yeah, I know. It was like maybe a couple days that I was folding it afterwards. Lazy Zach. Totally lazy. And, uh, man, St. Patty's Day will be what? Our fifth or sixth anniversary? That'll be our sixth anniversary, I want to say, or seventh anniversary, because we started in 2015. Yeah. I remember I remember because I got back from Hawaii, and it was like the week after we were starting this new beer show, and that and what a crazy time that was. Yeah, we had a, it was a funny flashback minute, uh, the last segment during the pick six, that uh, you know we, we had a, a laugh that, that summer and a half, we were all into slushy beers, and everyone was running down south of Evansville to pick up 450 North, and uh, 
fast forward a few months there was a controversy they were they were mismeasuring their beers yeah remember we all thought they were like seven eight nine percent (laughs) these are crazy and then uh then somebody finally sent them off and and they they actually accurately measured the alcohol and found out that it was like in some cases half even a third of what it was supposed to be but uh we did we did have a a big a big uh slushy moment but it's funny when you look back at the seven years of this show how much stuff has changed like first of all a lot of the beers we're drinking today, this week, this last uh, few months on the on the uh, split one, didn't exist. Hopper nope. wasn't around back then. Bare Hands had just started. Mm-hmm. The Crooked U hadn't opened their doors yet. Westwind certainly wasn't a thing. Yeah, well, and like locally, and we're the too. same age as Yakida. Yeah, you're right. Like Chip and Amber were in uh, last summer, and, and we we laughed that they opened just a hair before we did. And Goshen Brewing too. Yeah, you know all all the different places that we didn't have access to, and uh, how many different. Th- styles we've gone through and even a change in like what's appropriate to drink because when we first started the show you wanted something that was like clear like if you're drinking an ipa or whatever style you want to make sure that it's clear the clarity was always something that was judged upon and then it's like all hell broke loose once we started drinking all the hazy stuff and it's like oh that's actually another style we're gonna put hazy ipas into the mix yeah the hazy thing came out of uh has popped up and, and almost lived an entire life cycle since this show's been a thing even even the adjuncts you can get your stouts flavored with now. I mean, it, when we first started, it was coffee, it was chocolate, and the occasional the occasional berry here and there. That was about as crazy as everything got. It was all about the more about the whiskey barrel and yeah. the, the cacao and 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 coffee. But now, if there's a, there's a something you want in a stout, there's a guy out there, there's somebody out there making a stout that's flavored with it. It's it's a pastry, you know, and and uh, you could basically have an entire meal in a glass with all those stouts. Yeah, and and uh, and even the beers we used to consider uh, whales and hard to get back then. The bombers of KBS we all tracked down in the four oh, packs, man. and zombie dust. You you mentioned a moment ago used to be you know a a pretty big thrill if you could get yourself a, a six pack of fresh zombie dust was you know worth its weight in gold back when the show oh, first started. Goodness. Now it's not a big deal. I mean, you find it on tap and it's fun. But uh, we've had all kinds of regional favorites come into our lives since then. Old Nation up in Williamston. Michigan M43, that was just a whisper that we heard about it. That you can go north and get it up in uh, Niles, and you can finally get it now here south of the border. And and it's almost to the point where you could take it for granted. Yeah, you're right about. I forgot about the distribution stuff. Like Yingling kind of came into yeah, our abso- area during absolutely. that time. Yep. And when the show first started, uh-huh. we didn't even buy alcohol on Sundays. No. Oh my goodness. Wow. That that is a throwback. Somewhere in our archives, we have old music to my beer sweeper that says broadcasting on the only dry day of the week. And, uh, and that's not that's not the case anymore. Maybe no. it's, it'll take us a few weeks, but maybe you and I will run down a retrospective of the beer events that have happened in the last seven years since Music to My Beer started. We'll just spend that St. Paddy's Day weekend talking about all the things that have gone on. Like the beer we're drinking today, not only is it a style that didn't really exist, you know, your donut stout, and it's from a brewery yeah. that didn't exist. And that's that's been it's been a lot of fun. And uh, we've had beers that have been hit or miss. I mean, there was. There was also it was a real ugly summer for all of us because uh, Dad's Hard Root Beer came out. Oh, I there was the Dad's Hard one. Root Beer summer. And it preceded the Hard Seltzer craze, which is another thing that popped up since this show's been a uh, been in existence. But there was that it was a weird Fourth of July weekend where you couldn't keep Dad's Hard Root Beer on on shelves, and then the Everybody next week it. it was everywhere, and mm. you, you could stumble over sixty cases on the way walking through a Belmont. But that gave way to like the orange hard soda, the hard Mountain Dew, and that is what I think kind of bled into the hard seltzer because then uh, then Truly and White Claw show up and it was game over for 
you know, a third of the bottle shop shelf space for us. Well, that and the the mindset of the consumer too, because we've gone through like this health conscious mindset where it's like, oh, that's only a hundred calories a can. I want to get that, even though it, you know it tastes like a little bit like water. You can't tell that there's alcohol in it, but it's giving me a nice little buzz. I'm into this. Yeah, and we've seen craft breweries follow suit. Like a lot of craft breweries now, Untitled Art and uh, and founders, a ton of them have craft hard seltzers but they also have craft cocktails and craft sodas as well yeah you do the a little bit of distilling uh, there on premise and and whatnot i still can't get into them but it's also fun because i think this last august september was the first time since hard seltzers rolled out of the market that they had a decline in sales that's because everybody's got one mm-hmm. everybody's got one now and everybody's got three or four and uh it's just it's market saturation but also our tastes change we just rolled down all the styles that have come and gone in the last seven years so it's it's not you know without reason to think it might be back down to truly a white claw in a few years. There's a little rumbling right now. You know what the next big craze is? What non-alcoholic beers? Yeah, like the kind with point zero five percent or whatever it is. Yeah, it's a half a percent. But if you go to citywide downtown, is a great example. Mm-hmm. There used to be just what O'Doul's. I know that Bush yeah. for the longest time. Mickey's N A. Bush N A. <laughs> Mickey's N A. But if you were, if you wanted beer but without the alcohol, that, those were your choices. Now, you go to the citywide downtown South Bend, they have an entire wall. You walk into the beer cave, you look to your left, almost that entire wall is non-alcoholic, non-alcoholic hazies, mm-hmm. stouts, uh, non-alcoholic IPAs, uh, whatever you're into, sours, they've got them. The non-alcoholic hazy, I will attest to, that one is actually really good. Pick it up. It's Athletic Brewing Company. They've had a, a really big success over the last like five years. They were actually on the Today Show two weeks ago. Oh, really? Yeah. So that's the next thing. Here we go. We'll look forward to drinking beers over lunchtime. Yeah. Not having the feel. It'll be called non-alcoholic music to my beers. Oh, Just man. Zach, Zach and I sitting here having a normal conversation. <laughs> I think I'm feeling a buzz or is that the placebo effect? Yeah, right. Right. So, uh. We've got a, another week just about in the bag here as we wrap up January. Music to my beers. That was fun, man. Now that you yeah. talk your memory a little bit, there, I, I bet over the next few weeks we'll have five or six more things we remember. Like, oh yeah, oh, we did that. We yeah. did that. I remember getting a. It was a dad, not your father's orange hard soda on tap at B Dubs on the South Side. And just thought, <laughs> wow. I think you gave it a five, didn't you? I did because yeah. I had had a few before that, and I was <laughs> I was feeling a little bit feeling my element. All right, all right, all right. I haven't even finished this beer, and it's so good. Yeah, mm. the, the Imperial Amish Crack from uh, Hopler was a massive success today for the split one. We have uh, we finished the bottle. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling really good. So we were talking about um, last segment about all the things that have changed over the years and celebrating our anniversary. We're coming up on seven years now since we started the show in 2015. Mm-hmm. And uh, here we are now with uh, Oscar Blues. They're going to be celebrating a huge decade. They're having their 20th anniversary, and they are one of the first craft breweries to put beer in a can. I think was it uh, It was this past week that canned beer was invented. There was like a, a special celebration or a national beer can day because one of the first breweries out in Pennsylvania or Virginia. Uh, yeah, it was Monday. Yeah. So um, Oscar Blues is now, for their 20th anniversary, they're going to re- – uh, introduce an Imperial IPA, a Double Dales. Clocks in at 9%. So we can look forward to that. All right. And it looks, I mean, it looks regal, too. It's got the red, white, and blue, and um, it's got the a little, like, crown on there. I can't wait to find this stuff. So you can find that uh, ASAP. And then also, Schlafly, speaking of a brewery that I feel like 
we used to talk about on the show a long time ago and then kind of was out of the area, came back in. We talk about them once a year when you bring up their pumpkin ale. I love their pumpkin beer. So for their 2022 portfolio, they're actually changing up the look of, they're not only putting their beer in cans now instead of bottles, but they're also changing up kind of the um, the, the logo for the actual name, Schlafly, stays the same, but everything else is kind of changing. And so they spent $1.1 million in that new packaging. Better buy that stuff. <laughs> we need you to buy it all. We're kind of in the hole. Yeah. <laughs> well, change things up. Fresh new look. Right. Um, and then if you haven't yet gotten your tickets, I believe that there's a little bit available for the Shelf Ice Brew Fest. That's the, the next real big brew fest Michigan that I know. City. Yep. Get yourself a DD. I think we talked about it last week on the show. Yeah, because um, uh, uh, Dave Michael and the Rue Crew are going to be out there pouring, I believe. Yeah. And you get like all kinds of different breweries from our region uh, show up there. And then... It's also all outdoors, like so you can just enjoy beer on the ice or in the ice or in the snow or whatever we have going on that week of February nineteenth. Yeah, and if you fall because you've had a couple too many, it's not a big deal. Everyone will just assume that you slipped on some ice. Yeah, and Perf- a real ch- <laughs> perfect cover story. How many how many glasses break out of that one? I wonder. Uh, I think I, <laughs> I did have to give you plastic ones. I'd assume, right? Hopefully, I've never. That is one that I'd like to go out to, and I haven't been to yet, but. Maybe Here's we two. should use our power and influence and reach as a beer show to get ourselves tickets, Zach. We should we should mark it on the calendar. So February nineteenth. Is that a Saturday? Yes, it is. Yeah, it is. All right. Oh wait, I've got tickets to Hamilton. I sorry, I can't go. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Worst excuse ever. I know. Uh, so that'll do it for our show. Yeah, we'll see you back here to kick off February as we uh, get get in the mood with some Valentine's Day. Maybe we'll do some sweet stouts to uh, sip with your lover. Yeah. And I promise I will never say lover again here on the show. On behalf of Zach and myself, this is Music to My Beers. Cheers. Cool brews. Hot tunes. So much to digest in there. It's Music to My Beers on 103.9 The Bear. Podcasts by Federated Media.